Hello, amigos, and welcome back. Welcome back. I hope you are enjoying our foray, incursión, our foray into fast food. Whether you like fast food or not is irrelevant. The important thing is to learn tons of vocabulary and to learn about fascinating topics every week. Remember, guys, I'm always eager to hear your suggestions as well. So if you have any suggestions for future episodes, let me know. If you've let me know already, and I haven't done it yet, it's because I have a long list, and there is a method to my madness. Hay un método a mi locura. So, for example, this episode is about food. It's fast food. So the next episode is not going to be about bacon or food. It'll be about something else. So I gotta, I gotta switch it up. I gotta make sure we're looking at a lot of different things. But I've saved all your suggestions, and I look forward to doing them in the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh season. Who knows? So I told you I was gonna tell you about the Big Mac index. La palabra index es índice. And this is a financial term. Cuidado, muchos alumnos dicen financial. No es financial, it's financial. This is a financial term and the economist coined this. Uh, to coin es acuñar. They published an article, the famous Economist magazine, and they said that the Big Mac index is an informal way of measuring, to measure or to gauge, dos formas de decir medir, uh, of measuring or gauging the purchasing power parity. Toma, triple, triple alliteration there. Purchasing power parity, o como le llaman PPP, between two currencies, entre dos monedas. So basically, it gives people a way to compare currencies, but they don't compare currencies. They compare, you guessed it, Big Macs. So based on the price of a Big Mac, they can see if a currency has gone up or down, or if it's remained steady. And I guess financial analysts have said, well, wait, McDonald's is doing their homework. They know how much they have to charge for a Big Mac, depending on the country, depending on the region, you know, depending on what people earn in that area. Anybody who operates a business will tell you how important pricing is. So some people check the exchange rate for currencies on the internet, and others just check the local price of a Big Mac. Now it's time to look at... <laughs> The dark side. Well, the dark side, we said already, calories. Let's talk about calories here. You should eat, and I'm no health expert, but you should eat foods that don't have empty calories. And empty calories are calories that really don't give you any nutrition. They come from sugar. They come from things that aren't natural, so to speak. And so to speak is como quien dice. They say that an adult male should have about 2,000 to 2,500 calories per day. So we'll just use that as a general idea. Of course, if you're an athlete, it's different. It depends on the physical activity you do. It depends on your metabolism, blah, blah, blah. But we're speaking in general. So using that as a benchmark. A benchmark is un punto de referencia. The 
average adult, promedio, adulto, promedio, has 836 calories per fast food meal. So that is, I would say, almost half of your calorie intake per day, or at least one third of it, by having one fast food meal. And again, unless you're having the salad without dressing, I'm guessing those are empty calories. And I know you're saying, oh, 836, that's not too bad. Have you guys ever heard of the triple stacker king? The triple stacker king, exactly what it sounds like. It's a burger, three burgers, remember, triple, triple, and it's stacked. The word stack is amontonado. So amontonar es el verbo y amontonado is stacked. So it's the triple stacker king. And this burger has a whopping, do you see what I did there? <laughs> whopping, el, el burger, the burger king, the whopper. Well, whopping is enorme. Are you ready? Take a guess. How many calories do you think the Triple Stacker King Burger has? Now, remember, the average meal at a fast food eatery is 836 calories. Well, this burger, the Triple Stacker King, has a whopping 1,370 calories. That's a burger that is half of your calorie intake per day. Don't get me wrong. I love burgers. I'm just asking myself, and you should ask yourself, do I really need three? I mean, just the buns themselves. The bun is el panecillo. I mean, they're full of sugar, and I mean, I don't know how many calories the buns have, but I can imagine that adds another element. And, and don't, don't forget about the, the special sauces and all that stuff. You put all that on there, you're talking about a thousand calories per burger. But again, I think the whole the calorie thing and how the food is unhealthy, I think that's, that's something that's kind of out there. Everybody knows it. It's no secret. But there are some other things that maybe people don't know, and we're going to talk about those things. Uh, another thing that McDonald's and all of these fast food companies have been accused of is overworking and underpaying employees. The expression in English is overworked, underpaid. O sea, trabajo demasiado y me pagan muy poco. And let's take a look at it. I thought we could take a look. Now, I would think that the worker would make the at least the minimum wage because they do everything. I mean, these fast food companies, we can criticize them, but as far as paying and all that, they do it by the book, a pie de la letra. That'll depend on the state because the minimum wage in New York is very different than the minimum wage in Kansas, for example. But on average, a typical McDonald's worker earns around $8 per hour. If you do the math, they work five days a week, eight hours a day, $8 an hour. That's not too much money to live on. And I guess that's why these companies generally have a high turnover. Uh, turnover means that uh, new employees are coming in and old ones are leaving. So that's called a high turnover. And it's true. People are, you know, quitting their jobs there. They're being replaced. And let's be honest. It's, you know, a lot of people who are in high school, they, they get it as a summer job or as a job to have while they're in high school. They don't think about it as a career. So that could be part of the reason for that high turnover as well. 
And recently, they've been accused, a lot of these companies, of eliminating the human factor. How many times have you been to a fast food eatery recently and you put your order into a computer? And then you, you went over to the counter, el mostrador. The word counter is a good word to know. It's mostrador y encimera. And you go over there and you pick up your food. I guess they can reduce the number of employees they need if they're using computers and AI. And I checked out a figure over here. McDonald's, we know they spend a lot of money on advertising, but they spent over $300 million on AI. AI being artificial intelligence. This was in the year 2019. So they are finding ways to automate all their processes because... Well, if they, they don't have to pay people. They just got to fix a machine. And let's be honest, machines don't complain. They don't whine. Otra forma de decir quejarse is to whine. They don't complain, oh, I didn't get my vacation time, or I had to work an extra hour. Uh, I did overtime last week. No, 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 you'll never hear a word from the machines. So this is a bit controversial. Yeah, everybody wants convenience. And a lot of these eateries, their whole system is based on a system. Excuse my redundance, pero funciona porque esto se pone tres trozos, va aquí. Everything has been organized. It is like a well-oiled machine. They've got the portions measured. They know what they're doing. But one of the reasons people were open to these places opening in their neighborhood, estaban abiertos a esto, was because it created jobs. But now if they're removing jobs or getting rid of jobs, we might have to rethink that. Now there are also complaints that companies, these fast food companies, are literally destroying the food chain because they've manipulated it because they have such a high demand that they are the ones who set the standards for how chicken or beef or uh, tomatoes, lettuce, p potatoes, all those products that they buy tons of, they, they, they buy it in bulk. In bulk is por mayor. So that gives them purchasing power. If you're buying a lot, well, they usually listen to you. So they can set the standards on how these chickens are farmed. And you can see there are many documentaries that show some questionable practices, to say the least. Remember, guys, I'm trying not to get sued on this episode, aside from educating you and entertaining you, as always. So if I'm the biggest buyer of lettuce, vamos a decir, or pickles, no, lechugas, uh, lechuga o, o pepinillos, well, then I'm the one who's going to say, you know, how things are set up and the quality of the product. And, you know, because I'm the one with the money. As we say in English, money makes the world go round. And sadly, that's true. We always talk about the bottom line in English. Now, the bottom line is la idea principal. But in business, do you know what? Do you want to know what the bottom line is in business? Money. <laughs> so, cuando se habla en una empresa de, well, the bottom, we got to think about the bottom line. Eso no es la idea principal. Eso es, it's a euphemism to say money. And let's be honest, like any business, you couldn't, you don't blame businesses for finding ways to, to ease the flow of products. Ease is facilitar. 
you know, to lower prices because of their purchasing power. Of course, if you were the owner or the operator of the company, you too would look for the best deals. But that doesn't mean that you have to trust these companies. Many people have lost their trust if they had any in these companies. I know that since I was a kid, I don't know the numbers. I'm sure fast food, you know, they're opening new restaurants and stores all the time. But I know that the perception of fast food has changed. We saw it as something that was kind of, you know, unhealthy when we were younger. But now I think it's, you know, everybody agrees all around the world fast food is not good. And in fact, the people who are kind of uh, revolutionizing the industry now are trying to say, I can make you fast food that's healthy. Maybe that's why these food trucks are so successful nowadays. Because nobody wants to do away with deshacerse de. Nobody wants to do away with the fast part. I mean, think about it. You know, you can get something and you can be eating in five minutes. Well, at home, you got to turn on the stove or the oven. The stove is la vitroceramica, the oven. Uh, vamos a preguntar, no es oven, sino oven. And it takes time, especially in the summer. You want to turn on the oven in the summer? I don't think so. You're not going to make a pizza at home in the middle of the summer. You'll be sweating bullets. So you order out. There's no denying the quickness, the convenience. Again, it's one of the reasons these companies are so successful. But what if I told you that these companies, well, maybe they're running other businesses. Maybe hamburgers aren't their racket, su chanchullo. I'll explain. Well, you know what? I'll have the CFO, former anterior, the former CFO of McDonald's, uh, and he said this to investors. This is a guy named Harry J. Sonneborn. And he said, and I quote, we are not basically in the food business. We are in the real estate business. Real estate siendo inmueble, inmobiliaria. We are in the real estate business. The only reason we sell 15 cent hamburgers is because they are the greatest producer of revenue from which our tenants can pay us rent. That is incredible. So revenue is ingresos and tenant is inquilino and rent is alquiler. So they're saying that they're really in the real estate business. They're about acquiring the most amazing properties in the world and then renting them out uh, with the excuse of selling hamburgers. Well, because you can make a profit with hamburgers. But then if you think about it, if you go to Times Square, if you go to Piccadilly Circus, you go to even the aqueduct in Segovia, you will find fast food restaurants. You will find them at all the prime locations in the world. I believe there are even fast food restaurants at the pyramids of Giza. And this guy didn't mince his words. No tuvo pelos en la lengua. He said it loud and clear. He said, our business is real estate. We make money renting these businesses out. But of course, we need our tenants to make money. So we give them the business of hamburgers, soft drinks. Soft drinks es refrescos. They admitted it. We mentioned the word lawsuit before. Pleito, I think you say, is ir a un juicio, to take somebody to court, 
to sue them, and then the noun is a lawsuit. And there's this infamous case. I don't know if you guys know about this case. It was very, very popular in the United States. People were talking about it. And it was about a woman who sued McDonald's for $3 million. This was back in 1992. And it was because hot coffee spilled on her lap. To spill is derramarse. And the first reaction, and probably the same reaction you had, was $3 million because she spilled some hot coffee on her lap? Well, what if I told you that this woman, Stella Liebeck, what if I told you that she didn't just burn her pants? She suffered third-degree burns. She was in the hospital for a week, o como decimos, she was hospitalized for a week. And she required medical attention for another two years. So some people say, only three million? And supposedly, and I'll say this so there's no lawsuit against me, but supposedly McDonald's knew about this. It was no surprise to them. But they tried to keep it under wraps. To keep something under wraps is mantenerlo calladito. That's funny. We're using the word wrap a lot over here today, and we're talking about fast food. Well, it turns out, it turns out as resulta, it turns out that another 700 people had already formally complained to McDonald's about the injuries that they had received from the piping hot coffee they were serving. And the reason was they were serving this coffee at 190 degrees Fahrenheit. No sé en centigrado. I'm not too sure in Celsius. But 190 degrees. It's very, very hot. And as we've seen, coffee at 190 degrees can cause third-degree burns. So, what was the result? Well, they paid the woman $3 million and they lowered the temperature of their coffee to 180 degrees. Problem solved. Nope, not yet. They also had to put a disclaimer on their cups. And I'm sure you guys have all seen this. Caution may contain hot liquid. There was also a class action suit. A class action suit es una demanda, un pleito, pero mucha gente contra una empresa. A class action suit. And this was in 2011. Uh, this lawsuit claimed that Taco Bell's beef was only, are you ready for this? <laughs> 35% meat. O sea, 35% meat? Can you really call it meat? Doesn't it need to have at least 50% to be meat? They said that according to the USDA, one of the food administrations in the United States, they said that you can't really call it beef if it's only got 35% meat in it. The suit was dropped. They, they can dismiss a suit or drop a suit. ¿Qué significa que? Pues lo quitan del juicio. Deciden que no va a ir a juicio. It's a little bit different than a settlement. A settlement is when they say, no vamos a juicio, aquí te doy algo de dinero. Well, no, this time it was dropped. The judge said, eh, we really don't have a suit here. We don't have a lawsuit. And obviously Taco Bell, they defended themselves and through marketing, they've tried to debunk the claims. But I don't know if it's worked because I still think of mystery meat when I think of Taco Bell. Please don't sue me.
there's a rule that I live by. To live by is guiarte por. And it's, if you can't pronounce it, don't eat it. Some more scandals from the fast food industry. Remember, before we talked about Subway, which is supposedly healthy fast food. And remember, I'm saying supposedly here just to protect myself. But I remember in the United States, they had a spokesperson. A spokesperson es un portavoz. It was a guy named Jared Fogel. Okay, and he was their spokesperson for 15 years. And he was a guy that basically lost a lot of weight, and he did it by eating Subway instead of eating other fast food. And it was a pretty popular campaign, I remember. He lost weight, and, you know, he was, he was kind of the symbol, like, hey, guys, you can have fast food that's still a bit healthy, or it's not completely unhealthy. As I said, that's kind of the goal as we move into the next generation or the next phase of fast food, convincing people, hey, we can make it fast and we can make it healthy. But there was a little scandal that put a damper on things for our friend Jared Fogel. And to put a damper on things is un poco frenarle sus planes. And this was this guy, Jared Fogel. He was found guilty of, are you ready for this? It's disgusting. Child pornography and paying for sex with minors. Con menores de edad. Does anybody feel like having Subway? Yeah, me neither. Of course, it's not the company's fault. They didn't know what this guy was doing. Or at least I hope they didn't know what he was doing when they hired him. Another one that's becoming popular here in Spain is Papa John's Pizza. And yes, it's named after a real guy, John Schnatter. But John Schnatter seems like a real piece of work. A piece of work is una forma de decir una pieza, un personaje. And he was kicked out of the company he started. Yeah, well, well wait, I'm getting to it. I, I, think, uh, I think it was definitely well-deserved because he used racial slurs. Now, a racial slur is an offensive word uh, that you would say to somebody because of their race. I'm not going to use any racial slurs because I try to avoid them at all costs. So he was uh, at a media uh, training conference call, and he decided that it was a good idea to say racial slurs. And, well, the company thought that wasn't a good idea for the image of the company. So he was kicked out, and then uh, they, they moved him to another position as chairman. Uh, chairman is uno del comité. And then eventually, a la larga, he stepped down. To step down is to resign. I think you say dimitir in Espanol. And let me give you guys a little slang, un poco de jerga. Now you can say, give me a burger with no mayo. That's fine, mayo siendo mayonesa. Or hold the condiments. ¿Ves la que acabo de usar yo? Hold. Nosotros decimos hold es como no me lo pongas. You can say you can say no tal cosa. That's fine. Pero te estoy enseñando la forma muy nativa. So give me a bacon double cheeseburger. Hold the cheese. No me pongas el queso. Sin el queso. And I know what you're thinking. A double cheeseburger without cheese. Isn't that just called a hamburger? <laughs> My favorite fast food joints are the ones that have a fixins bar. And what is a fixins bar? Well, a fixins bar is almost like a mini salad bar. And why? Because it's got the fixins. 
Yeah, fixins are the lettuce, tomato, the pickles, the onions, those things that you put on a burger. Now, most places, because of sanitary reasons, well, they put the lettuce and tomato on it. But there are places, my favorite one, which we didn't mention, Roy Rogers. And I used to love going to Roy Rogers with my grandparents. They had a fixin's bar, and I would get the roast beef sandwich, and then I would pile tomatoes and lettuce and pickles on there. It's like I almost got a free salad. Because I imagined you guys were going to ask me about my favorite chain. There you go. It's Roy Rogers. And we'll wrap up. I know. I know. It's not funny now. But hey, hopefully you guys know now that when we say to wrap up, it's acabar. And if we say that's a wrap, decimos que vamos a casita. We're going to wrap up with my take. Mi toma. Mi opinión. My outlook. Mi perspectiva. Convenience? Sure. Who doesn't want convenience? Speed, as I said before, who doesn't want things now? It's all about this instant gratification. But at what price, you know? I'm, as I said, I occasionally indulge in a fast food feeding frenzy, but only once in a blue moon. And I think I appreciate it more, too, because if I ate that food every day, it would just be my normal food. But since it's a treat... Something that you do from time to time, well, then maybe it's not so bad. As I said before, everything in moderation. And if you really think about it, are we really saving time and money? How long does it take for you to make a chicken breast at home? Or fry up some eggs or something healthy? I'm very lucky. Here in Spain, I believe that you can go to the grocery store and you can get some amazing just vegetables, fruit, fish, meat, and you can cook it yourself. And if you do the math, really, after you order and everything, it takes about 30 minutes or 40 minutes to get your food delivered. I guarantee you can whip up a healthy meal in under 15 minutes. And they say it's cheaper. Really? I go to the supermarket and I can get some chicken breasts for a couple euros and that gives me a couple different meals. So that's the question I want to leave you with. Is it really faster? Is it really more convenient? Is it really cheaper? I'll let you guys be the judge. But as the expression goes in English, your body is a temple. And we got to be careful what we put in that temple. And the only way that you'll know exactly what's going into your body is by shopping, doing the grocery shopping yourself, and cooking up the food at home. And let's be honest, there's nothing like a home-cooked meal. Don't we all love homemade food? And it's not just about healthy homemade food, but it's about the experience. I believe that a family should cook together. You know, you can work together and learn English as you're cooking. Okay, I'm going to chop the onions and you fry up the bacon, whatever. But if you make it an experience, it will be so much more than just a meal. A meal, as my Italian and Spanish family has shown me, is so much more than just food. But it is a, an opportunity, a chance to have a wonderful bonding experience with your family, your friends, and your loved ones. I hope you enjoyed this episode of FYI.